This is the Career Thrivers Podcast. We're a tribe for people at a crossroads in your career, personal life, or in your business. My name is Brittany, and I spent 12 years climbing the ladder in corporate America until my mother's unexpected death. I can vividly remember returning to work and realizing that there was more that I wanted to contribute, that perhaps the life that I was building wasn't in alignment with my passion and purpose. I learned that resilience is less about bouncing back and more about how to thrive through ambiguity and transition. The aim of this podcast is to help us feel confident in our decisions, no matter which way we go at the crossroads. Let's thrive together. Welcome back to the Career Thrivers Podcast. I am so excited about our powerhouse duo that we have today. Welcome Ashley and Liz from Triluna Wellness. How are you ladies? Hi. Thank you so much, Brittany, for having us in the space with you today. We are super excited about. Likewise. Well, let me, let me let you all know if you are not familiar, I don't know where you've been. So I'll give you this little reminder, but Triluna Wellness is an experiential wellness company that specializes in sustainable, realistic wellness with an emphasis on inclusivity and community. Their services range from corporate curriculum to private retreats. And we got to mention the supper clubs. (laughs) If you haven't experienced one of those, it's such a treat, but by coming Combining their three core services, movement, cooking classes, and health coaching, they create comprehensive workshops that are as fun as they are transformative. They believe health should be accessible, sustainable, and tinged with just a bit of magic. I love that. I love that. So why don't we start with, how about I have both of you? I think this is the first time I've done a podcast with two guests. So I would love it if each of you would share a little bit more about yourself, a little about about your career story and how you got here. Ashley, you want to, we have like a very, um, a normal flow that we use when we go through this. (laughs) And I I tried to flip it over. I was like, you want to start? No, I have a 10 years background in IT sales and recruiting. And in March of 2017, enough was enough. At that time, I had already started teaching yoga classes and I've entered into the world of wellness. I knew that I didn't want to open a yoga studio. I hadn't figured it out yet if I wanted. I knew I wanted something in the wellness realm. But I left my job to teach full time. And in August of that year, I um, entered to get my second yoga certification. And Liz was uh, up in my training. And we connected uh, just naturally because I would say we had similar business backgrounds. So when it when we came to the business portion of like our training, me and her, like we We're just connected instantly on that. And she was also in the position where she was, where I was just a couple of months before where she was on the verge of wanting to quit her job. And I had just given her the advice that my husband gave to me is just to outwork your work. And she was doing that and we were meeting regularly. And within that time, she had a, um, Liz, I'll let you take it. (laughs) The handoff. Yeah. So around this same time, I was working for an advertising agency as a marketing manager on the inbound side. And I just was really miserable. I mean, agency life is really fun and it's really high energy, but I knew that I had 
a, a mission inside of me. I had a health coaching company that I was running with my sister at the time on the side. And I just didn't want to do marketing for other people anymore. I wanted to do it for my own company. I really wanted to be able to be my own boss and take charge and fulfill this dream. And so I, I called my sister and I was like, you know, I'm thinking about this. I'm not sure. She's like, well, if you leave your job, I'm not coming. I was like, noted. Okay. And then I just kind of by chance had a meeting with my boss and she was like, tell me what you love about your job, what you don't like just quarterly check-in. And I was kind of just like, Oh, um, yeah, I don't like this job anymore. I don't, this is not for me anymore. And she was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Are you quitting? And I was like, well, I, yeah, I, I guess I'm, I think I'm going to quit. And she was like, well, why don't you think about it? This was like a Tuesday. And I, she was like, let me know on Monday. And I texted her on Sunday and I was like, I've really thought about this. I've really done some soul searching and I'm, I'm done. I'm not, I'm done. And two weeks later, I quit. I didn't have a job. I taught yoga full-time until I joined the pre-flight program, the EC, which is an incubator for companies that are pre-revenue to idea. And um, jumped right in by myself because my sister was like, no, not doing this. And about two weeks after I started, Ashley and I had done some work together. We had recorded some cooking classes and uh, she had talked me off the ledge and I was really miserable at my job, including one day during yoga teacher training where she rubbed my feet until I cried, which was incredible. Um, and, and I just asked her like, you're building a similar business to me. We can be competitors in this market or we can combine forces and we can really build something incredible together and build something that has multiple perspectives from the beginning, which is what I think wellness needs. Mm-hmm. And she called her husband and he said, well, why are you calling me? Of course, do it, jump. And we, she joined me for the pre-flight program and Charlena was born a couple weeks later. Our little baby is now almost two. <laughs> wow. That is such a powerful story. I'm sitting over here. One, I have goosebumps. Two, I have at least 10 questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my goodness. I don't even know where to start. Okay, let's start with, so I love what you said about we were building something individually that was similar. We could come together and make it more powerful. Ashley, tell me a little bit about kind of what you were thinking when Liz approached you with, Hey, do you want to join me? We can do something together. Kind of what was your thought process in deciding that? Yes, this is the right move for me. It really wasn't uh, like, it wasn't hard at all because I had been praying for this and I tell Liz all the time she was, that gift from God to like help me take that next step. And I was feeling really like stuck in my position on what decisions and what direction I was going to take next. So when she asked me to be a part of this program, like it was, it just felt natural. It was almost like, like when I really did get proposed to, like it, I was that excited and I called my mom and I was just like, Oh my gosh, guess what? And I was like, I'm not pregnant. And she was like, I know this has everything to do with your business right now. Right. And I was like, yes, it does. And so it was, it was a no brainer. I just, that me calling my husband was the fear that kicked in. Like I just needed somebody just to nudge me a little bit more, but I was all in. Yeah. And Liz, you were at a one-on-one meeting. So like your typical work check-in, how's it going? <laughs> and you're like, I'm glad you asked how it's going. <laughs> it was, I definitely accidentally quit that job. It was not, that was not my plan going into that meeting at all. 
Wow. And it sounds like you, so it sounds like you had kind of started the business on the side, not formally Triluna yet. So you were doing the side hustling, which I know we have several listeners who are in that space. Were you considering full-time entrepreneurship at that point? Or was it just about agency life is not for me, or this role is not for me? I was definitely considering a jump into entrepreneurship full-time. Both of my parents are entrepreneurs. Both of my grandparents on both sides were entrepreneurs. So I'm, I've been surrounded by them my whole life. They're, most of them are small business owners. And I, I know there's a difference and we can get into that, but I knew that that's what I wanted to do full time. And then I, I went to Rome and Pompeii with my mom and my sister. And there was something so visceral about being in Pompeii where everything overnight, you know, just the whole city was covered in volcanic ash. Everyone perished. It's a horrific story, but it all happened in a moment. And I, on the flight back, I was reading You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being like, oh my gosh, the universe is behind me. The worst thing that could happen is that I move in with my parents or something. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to survive. I have to do this. But I wasn't ready. I was like, I'll do this like next year. This was January when I came back from Rome. I was like, in a year, I'll do it. And this was what, like March? Yeah. So I made it two months before I accidentally quit. And just was forced into this timeline. That was my situation too. I was actually supposed to leave in December of 2017, and I left in March of <laughs> 2017. I'll I'll make it a trio because I was on the in five to ten years. Yeah. <laughs> I was on the you know let me let me build it and like really get yeah. it sustainable, and I'll get to the point where Brittany, you have a choice. Which one of these you know? And it's it. That's ideal, but and maybe in some cases it works that way. But yeah, that, that wasn't my experience either. It's like, oh, we're doing this now. Okay, let, let's do it. Let's do it. So on that note, I want to ask you about this idea of readiness because so often people say, hey, you know, I'm building this on the side and when I get ready, I'll take the leap. Or some people are like, I don't even take the leap from idea to even stepping out there because I don't feel ready. What has that been like for you in terms of feeling ready to build a business? Ashley and I have a unique take on this because we are both for better or worse people of action. Mm -hmm. Like we just cannot stop doing things. It's hard for us even to take enough time to like step back and, and measure what we've done and stop doing long enough to make sure it's, it's working or not working or whatever. We just like to do. Um, and I, there, my boyfriend is the exact opposite. Everything has to be put exactly in line before he will jump. And what I've noticed between the two of us is that they're both equally valid. Mm -hmm. I just have the opportunity by immediately jumping in and doing it to iterate and figure out what I want rather than having to decide what I want before I get to it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. trying to decide what you want to be in high school or college and joining that major versus going to a bunch of different trade schools and realizing you don't like them and then landing as a graphic designer and realizing you're the best in your trade. Mm -hmm. I don't know that you're ever ready for anything. You just have to be willing to jump in and, and go for it. Yeah, I totally agree on that. I came from a sales background. So being a salesperson is kind of like your own entrepreneur within this company. Right. Mm -hmm. And 
the feeling that I had is I made a lot of money for this company and I'm sure I can go out and make a lot of money for myself, whether it's having multiple jobs, which I did at one time. I mean, I literally was teaching 10 to 15 yoga classes in a week everywhere in Nashville. So it was really like, I'm going to survive. I'm just going to go for this and make it work. It was no plan B. It was always just a plan A. I'm going for this wellness company. I don't know what it looks like right now, but this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And I love that advice your husband gave you outwork your work. Like mm-hmm. that, that's how you get it done. You, you outwork the salary, the comfortable mm-hmm. check, the bonus, whatever you, you outwork your work. Yeah. And I can definitely relate to sales life because <laughs> yeah. it's like you, you see those percentages, but then when you dig a little bit deeper into like, okay, your percent to goal and it's like, well, when I'm like, okay, percent to goal of what? Because like we never reported kind of like the initial stats in terms of the numbers, in terms of the dollars. And when I started to look at the dollars, I'm like, wait a minute, I did what in a quarter? Yeah. <laughs> like, if yeah. I just do a tenth of this, you know? Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I can totally relate to that feeling of like, wow. <laughs> and I had that moment in the car. I was on the way to a sales meeting and I was, I was pretty much over it at that point. But I remember just sitting in the car waiting to go in this sales meeting. And I was just thinking to myself, I've made this company so much money. Like, I know I can do this for myself. I know I can do this. And I just cried right before my meeting. And that was one of the moments where I thought I was ready. But again, it took another year before I like made that. But that moment was the moment when I knew like, this is me thinking about the step, the jump that I'm about to take. Mm hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So you all are in pre-flight together. Shout out to the EC. You're building this idea. Tell me about what that process was like going from idea to actually launching Triluna. Well, we definitely went in with the idea that Triluna was going to be a brick and mortar. Like we thought it was going to be this wellness spa type market. Um, And we just had this wonderfully like mapped out like plan. And then when we got into it and we really thought about the numbers and the money and everything, we really got down to the problem that we were trying to solve. We were sitting in frothy monkey and I'll never forget. We were banging our heads. And what is the problem that we're trying to solve for both Liz and I, when we were working in corporate, we suffered like in different with different health issues and there was really never solutions within our corporations to be able to help us do that. And we had to seek outside help and alternative like medicines to be able to do that. And so we really got down and really dug down into the problem and the, the, how we fixed our problems and tried to uh, figure out a solution to make something real. Yeah. We, we realized pretty early on that the kind of corporate wellness programs we were seeing did not suit our generation at all. They're built on an old model with old information and really old science. Like, yeah, water challenges and step challenges are great. Like get moving, get drinking water, like cool. But our generation is looking for something more meaningful, something more impactful, something that is, transformational, which is where we came up with this idea that we wanted to take 
what really worked for us on the prep on like that we sought outside of work and bring it into a workspace environment in a way that could actually make a difference in someone's life and wasn't just like you know put your fitbit on and like go for a walk which is fine but you don't need a, a wellness program to do that right right and we had all these different services that we wanted to offer, but we had to make a decision. What are the things that we were really, 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 really good at? And equally, but between both of us, that was the cooking, the health coaching, and yoga. And so we, were, we, were, we came up with those three things and we were like, let's make wellness fun. Like, let's come up with these very, really interactive workshops and like, let's make our yoga classes different. Let's get back to the basics because both of us have been practicing yoga for over 10 years and we'll go into these studios and we'll see these classes that are basic yoga classes and they were not at all. And I know for myself and I know Liz as well, we would be more concerned about the people in the studio and around us. And if they were doing it correctly, than our own practice. So we also wanted to create a space where beginners could show up just like just showing up just like they are. And we wanted to truly meet them where they were. And that's something we had to take extra consideration of in a corporate environment because you have all range of people in a corporate setting. You know, you have people who are yoga experts to people who have never done it before. And most corporate wellness programs leave out those who aren't already fit. They don't benefit people. Like if you're having a yoga program at work, usually it's people who are already doing yoga who go because the beginners don't feel comfortable. So we teach to the beginners with the ability to scale up and take a more advanced pose if you know how, but we never want a beginner to not come because they feel excluded or leave feeling embarrassed or like the class didn't fit them. Yeah. And that's so critical to when we were chatting earlier about just this idea of inclusion within your work. Talk to us a little bit about how you've embedded that in as a core um, foundational really value that I see from you all from the beginning versus now, of course, in the, the culture that we're in, in terms of this awakening that's happening, it feels like companies are trying to like, oh yeah, I need that. Let me bring it in versus you all have really built inclusion within your organization from the ground up. So tell me what that has been like. Yeah, we, I, a lot of that I think is born from the idea at the very, very beginning that we wanted to have multiple perspectives so that we could make wellness that actually benefited everyone. And one of the main reasons that we started this company is that Ashley and I didn't see ourselves represented in the wellness space. Ashley was often the only black woman in a yoga room ever. I realize now that I have a ton of thin privilege um, that I, I didn't know at the time, but I didn't see bodies that look like mine which is average. I didn't see bodies that looked like mine in the space. Everyone was super thin, wearing super tight Lululemon clothing and doing these crazy headstands. And I have this like really messed up back and I, I didn't look like them and I didn't feel comfortable. And we wanted to create a space where everyone could see themselves represented so that everyone would feel comfortable so that everyone could actually benefit from wellness. If you don't see yourself represented, you're probably not going to go into that space. If it's triply uncomfortable, you don't see yourself represented. You don't know how to do it. It's intimidating to walk into a studio in the first place. So we knew to really have impact we had to make sure that the diversity and the inclusion on all sides was 
literally baked into our business model. And so that's what we've done. And it's been a wild ride. Yeah. And it's something that, I mean, we don't, we don't let it slip. It's very intentional. When we get on our team calls, we tell everybody, look around. What are we missing on this team? What can we add to this team? And Liz and I have these conversations all the time. So it's, like I said, we are, it's, it's built into the core. Yeah. That is, okay, I'm going to keep myself from going on a tangent here, (laughs) but that is so powerful and so central to inclusive leadership development. The question that you asked of what is missing and what do we need to add? Because typically, so of course I come from a corporate background. I know you, you all do as well. There's typically this idea of, especially if you are a hiring manager that's listening, you try to hire people that fit, right? So there's this whole idea of like, you know, organizational fit or team fit. Um, I've even heard that in terms of like interview feedback, you know, oh, you just want a good fit. Like what, first of all, what does that mean? And more importantly, what it, what it means, even if you're not saying it is that you're building something that is homogenous, that is the same and you are not valuing difference and uniqueness. So the very idea of asking this question of, okay, let's, let's actually look around. Let's be more aware. Number one. And then number two, let's assess what is not here and what could perhaps make all of us better. Um, I think is so, so critical. So on that note, how have you ladies been thinking about leadership development as you're building a business? Liz, I know you mentioned the difference between entrepreneurship and being a small business owner kind of baked into that idea as well, but tell me your, your thoughts around leadership and how are you continuing to develop as leaders as you are building a business as well? You know, I'm going to say this is the area that we are growing in. I mean, this is the first time for us. I mean, we have management backgrounds, but management of people is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing that we just, we look for is we show a lot of respect and we, we, we care for everybody that we work with, maybe a little bit too much. And we just really look for that respect in return. We are hustlers. We work hard and we just like to align ourselves. Like even with our friendships, we like to align ourselves with people who are a part of this team that can hold their weight and do the same. We try to lead by example. We don't ever ask anybody on this team to do anything that we haven't already done or we wouldn't be willing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, I mean, but it's people, right? So you have challenges and everybody is very different. Liz is very intentional about, you know, personality tests when people come aboard. Um, we do a lot of, personality tests from Enneagrams to the doshas. And I'll let Liz speak on that a little bit more because that is her specialty in our area. But that's something that is very important because we want all channels to be able to communicate because our community is a little bit different, right? Like we go deep and we have deep conversations. So we want to be able to have those conversations right? We want to know how to, I always say, um, with, even with me and Liz, we had to learn how to argue, you know, together to be able to work together. But Liz, yeah. Talk about the uh, personality test. Yeah. I mean, yeah, look, we have a lot to learn in this area. Um, even learning to demand respect is like kind of something we're just now 
wrapping our brains around, but we use these tests to not ever to exclude anyone, but to make sure that we are putting people in places that benefit them the most so that we know how they best accept praise, criticism, constructive criticism, feedback. Um, those sorts of things are really important to us. For example, if you're familiar with Enneagram or if your audience is, Ashley is a seven, which means she is an enthusiast. And I am a three, which means I am an achiever. Uh, we kind of lucked out because threes and sevens really speak the same language when it comes to work and understanding pace. And like, we're both future oriented, whereas some of the numbers are present or past oriented. We're both always thinking about the future. We know like how each other works because we have literally studied each other. We studied each other's number. We know how we react in certain scenarios. And when you can read it in a book, you can step back and look at it a little bit more objectively. And I can say, okay, uh, Ashley is like seven, for example, sevens struggle with negative emotion. They don't like it. They want everything to be hunky dory all the time. Uh, Ashley is a very healthy seven, so she can deal with them. But a lot of times the knee jerk reaction of a seven, when something is negative, she'd be like, nope, nope, not dealing with that. I'm not going there. And I know that when that knee jerk reaction happens, if I give her a little bit of space and a little bit of time, she's going to come back to the table fully prepared to have an in-depth conversation about it. If I didn't know that about her or could read something about that, I probably would, we wouldn't be where we are right now with our ability to argue well. And same with me and my like weird three stuff. Now I was just going to say, and I had to learn like Liz likes to resolve the issue right then and there. It's funny because my husband's the same way. And I'm just like, I need to step away from this. I need to wrap my mind around this. And I know when I can step away and I know when it's crucial to her to, you know, solve the problem. And I just have to put myself in a position to solve the problem so we won't have more problems. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's so good. And I think that's, you know, foundational to leadership. Like it's not about you. It's about the other person. So this whole idea of like, well, let me study this other person to understand how you like to receive praise, recognition, all of those things I think is, is awesome. And I love that you all have some assessments that you use to kind of help you help you do that. Has anything surprised you over the last two years, either as leaders, business owners, kind of what's been at the top of the list of, I expected this and I got this over here. <laughs> Everything is a surprise, <laughs> honestly. Um, this whole year. Yeah. <laughs> 2020, right? <laughs> all together I'm gonna say that's our biggest surprise like we we came this the beginning of this year we had a solid plan we hit I'm I'm, we hit our goals super early I mean we just and then it just kind of like blew up in our face like and and we know we're not the only ones Mm -hmm. but I'm gonna say that was going that is probably the hardest hit and really readjusting everything because like Liz said, we are some doers. And in our first year, we got some stuff done. Like it might not have all been right, but (laughs) we got it done and we took the chance to just do it and put it out there. So for me, I'm just going to say this year, I had a game plan on the sales side of things and I was ready and it just blew up in our face. (laughs) Yeah, it has. I mean, it has. We've had a a ton of surprises, both good and bad. Um, 
that's entrepreneurship. I think that is just like being willing to ride the wave, even though this year the troughs are a lot lower and a lot higher than they normally are. I, I mean, I think from the beginning of our business, 2020 aside and or included, the biggest surprise to me has been how willing people are, even if they don't know us, to help us and to mentor yeah. us. Mm-hmm. And to help us spread the word and to get behind what we're doing or provide a location for a supper club because one got canceled or like, I've just been really genuinely pleasantly surprised by how willing people are to get behind us and, and lift us up from the, from the ground when we need it. That's awesome. That is so, so good. Any advice for aspiring entrepreneurs, business owners, people that are maybe have their toe in the water and thinking about jumping in? What, what would you say? I mean, Ash and I generally will always just say, do it. Like, start doing it. Outwork your work is the advice we always, you know, Ashley gave that to me. We give that to everyone else. And we write down everything. We write down what we want things to look like for us. We write down what things look like for us in a year, three years, five years. We were doing that separately. So when we came together, it was like not a big thing for us to sit down and write out what we want. Even on tough days, we'll be like, you know what? I just need a day to kind of work on me. And I know us both well enough. That means we need a day to reorganize some stuff, look at our goals, check in with ourselves. So yeah, just do it and write down your dreams and check them off like a checklist. Yeah. We move fast and we iterate a lot and we fail a lot, but we are always intentional. And that has been the big difference for us. We went in knowing that we wanted to build an empire and not just a business. And so we have gone in knowing that we are going to have to work so hard to pull this off the ground and be so intentional about our branding. Like what, what can be said in on our platform is very specific. Our instructors are never allowed to use things like, like burn calories or they're not allowed to talk about weight loss. They're not allowed to talk about diets or they're not allowed to do a lot of things that is typical of the wellness industry. So we had to be intentional then we have to be intentional now. And in order to grow the business that you want and the empire that you want, you have to be intentional from the very beginning. And that also works on the customer side too. We know what clients we want to work with and which ones we don't. We, we are very intentional about that. That's real. As well. Yeah. <laughs> so Not real. All business is good business. Not all even money if, is good money. <laughs> yeah. Even as an entrepreneur, you might need it, but it, it might not always be the best way to go about it. So. Totally. And you can totally see the intention because I just love your branding. Like, <laughs> Out the, out the gate, I'm like, okay, what advertising agency are they working with? Because it is so good. So, so good. <laughs> no agency. It is all us. Yep. <laughs> Love it. Well, you, you definitely see the, the corporate background and gyms and agency life through, and, and the intention as well, through every post, every email newsletter. It all looks really, really great. One quick question that I wanted to ask you when we were talking about inclusion what impact do you think, and you all have have, maybe have answered this question before, but I, I think it's an obvious one. I, I can't help but ask, but you have a, a black woman and a white woman that is leading this empire that you're building. What impact do you think that has on your ability to really 
bake in inclusion from the start and make it a core aspect of your, of your business? Yeah, we can probably both answer this. Um, I think that there is something really, I mean, obviously we fundamentally believe that there's something really powerful about representation and we, we want to build an empire that shows other people that you can start a business with someone who doesn't look like you and it can be the best, most powerful business it can possibly be. Um, that has to be seen. We don't know. We don't know any other companies in our sphere that are run by a black woman and a white woman. And there should be. And another thing is, you know, we're both women and we all know how women can be when they're business partners. Sometimes it doesn't work out for the most part. And I think what makes Liz and I such a great team is we stay in our lane, right? We know what we're good at. We know what we like and we lift each other up in those areas. Instead of trying to like step on each other's toes, we praise each other in the, in the areas that we know that one is stronger in. And I think that is where a lot of women get it mixed up because it's always this who's better or this jealousy thing. And I know I'm stronger with Liz and I know that she feels the same way about me. We have these conversations a lot. So there's never any, you know, misunderstandings or anything like that. We talk all the time. Like I literally could show you my phone and it has nothing but her and you'll see my mom and then you'll see her. And that's just how it is. But we communicate and we're a team. And I think if more people can come together like that, put their egos to the side and really, you know, find that partner. We treat this like a marriage. It really, really, really is. And we talk through things. We don't always get along, but we, like I said earlier, we found ways to communicate even when we're not getting along. Yeah. And having a black founder and a white founder means that our audience is also Mm -hmm. more mixed. And it, like, tell a story about your dad at our launch party. Yes. So my dad, he's from Knoxville, Tennessee, and we, Liz, this is our first party we'd ever done together. You know, she had a list. I had a list. We had a list together. I had no idea who was going to show up. I mean, it was just this melting pot of, I mean, you name a race, an ability, a disability, like it was there in the building. And my dad looked at me and he said, I have never in my life been around such a diverse group ever. And that to me is what we were that like, that was it. Like, this is what we're starting. This is what our crowd should look like every time. Yeah. A company culture is built from the top down. And so by having our leadership be diverse, the rest of the company reflects that. And that has been a really powerful experience for both of us, I think. Could not have said it better. I love it so, so much. And I know we have some corporate listeners who are in this space of trying to figure out, you know, how do we solve this? We're recognizing the problem. How do we solve this? And I think if you don't take anything else away from these two powerhouse women, it's to look around your team and to ask the question, who's not here and who do we need to add? 
So I have chills. This was amazing. <laughs> tell us. So we're all about building a tribe, building, building your community. Tell me, tell us what that has been like for you. And then tell us how our community can support you. Our tribe has been built so authentically. Um, and that's for us just speaking our minds. We are realist. <laughs> we don't, we don't sugarcoat anything. And I think people are looking for that, especially in wellness, because everybody's, you know, that is this whole big fitness versus wellness thing. And people look at wellness as fitness and we're like, that's cool crap. And so, um, like, it's just, we authentically just want to be ourselves and the people who are attracted to that has just migrated to us. And we just want them to feel included. Like Liz and I, our number one rule at our events is we don't really talk to each other. Like it's not our job to be up under each other. We have to divide the room and we make sure that we're talking to people who don't look like us, mm -hmm. you know, we're making sure that we are connecting people who don't look like each other are connected. And it has been some beautiful friendships that we see outside of, you know, that we follow on Instagram that girls have gotten together just through our events. And it's such a beautiful thing. It really is. Yeah. The best way to stay connected with us right now is through our Instagram. Our Instagram basically serves as our blog. Um, we, all of our stuff goes on there. We also have a blog, uh, and we have a newsletter. You can go to our website, which is Triluna wellness, T R I L U N A, like three moons wellness.com. Um, and those are the best ways to stay in touch with us. We are, we have only two more community events for the rest of this year which will be listed on our website. And then our focus will be entirely on serving our corporate community. Fantastic. Well, we are just so thrilled to have you here on the Career Thrivers podcast. And like we end every episode, let us know what does being a thriver mean to you? I thought I had my answer prepared for this. <laughs> Faces at the, at the same time. Like, <laughs> um, I'm going to say for me, being a thriver is staying committed to the things that I personally committed to myself. Um, and that's being a leader in the black community. I feel like there is not a lot of black women leaders for our black young women. And so it is a mission for me to every day to show up and be that representation for them. You, we have our hands in a lot of different things and we just go for it, man. We just, we just go. Okay. Yeah, actually, it's really exactly what I was going to say. I'm, as I said earlier, I'm a three, so I'm an achiever. So the ability to pursue my dreams and passions on my own terms is thriving to me. It's what I've always wanted to do. And now I get to do it with my best friend and build a company I love and impact the world in a meaningful way. And that is thriving to me, even when it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> even especially when it's really hard especially well thank you ladies so much for being on the podcast and until next time let's thrive together take care bye bye thank you so much for listening i hope you were able to learn something that you can implement to truly level up it would mean so much to have you subscribe rate and review the career thrivers podcast don't forget to share with a friend and until next time let's thrive together take care Thank you.